So it's 9.48 and I live on a busy street. You'd think at 9.48 on a weekday that there wouldn't be this many cars, but I know you can hear them and I'm still doing this podcast anyways. Um, Hi everybody, I am Chrissy Baki. I am the hippie Christian who cares and I've been doing a little series on prayer. So if this is the first episode you're listening to, there's only two others. So it won't be that hard to catch up. I laugh because things that are so tragic, you must laugh at. But seriously, I do care. And if I can share with you things that I know and things that work for me in my spiritual life, and in my Christian life, I absolutely want to pass them on to you. And Jesus is absolutely worth passing on. And so prayer is the topic. And how do you pray? Like, you know, I started right in on the Lord's Prayer because if you didn't learn any other prayer, that would be the prayer to learn. I talked a little bit about Psalm 51, and I'll talk a little bit more about praying prayers from the Bible. I really dig the Bible. Most people find it daunting, and it is when you first try to read it, but oh, that's going to be a series of reading the Bible. But I didn't want to start off with that because then no one would listen because people are like, blah, blah, blah read the Bible. But honestly, there is so much sketchy stuff in there. It's awesome. So how do you pray? I pray in a lot of ways, and I already shared in episode one and two how I pray. However, there's a ton of ways to pray. And honestly, I should mix it up more and try some of these. And I have in youth group settings and Sunday school settings and Bible study settings. But I seem to always go back to the same way that I pray all the time. And I am seriously telling you that there's so many different ways to pray and to practice trying to do some different ways. And really, at the end of the day, talk to God. Like I said at the end of last episode, like just talk to God. But here's a bunch of notes that I wrote down. And this time I have decided not to like be super scripty because I thought maybe I've been sounding boring. I'm sure it's episode three and I'm already calling myself boring. Seriously though, I want you to stay interested. Do not click off yet. So acts. A-C-T-S, an acronym for how to pray. A is for adoration. We always should give God adoration. Um, You know, like, oh, come let us adore him. There's a reason for that. He is almighty and he is worth our adoration for everything he has done for us. He has created us everything that he provides for us, and absolutely for Jesus Christ. So, yes, adoration. Next is confession. That's a hard one, but we already talked about how how I confess. I go straight to David's prayer, created me a clean heart. And so confess, confess your sins. I mean, we are not perfect people, and if we think we are, 
start with that one. Like you think you're perfect. So confess that you're not. Um, but you know what, you know, does God want you to confess that? Like, you know, I can't even think of something stupid that I do because I'm truly like, I got real sins, but I mean, like if you stole a cookie from the cookie jar, does God want you to confess that? Yeah, he really does. He wants us to confess both what we have done and what we've left undone, what we have said and what we have not said, what we have thought, you know, um, that's a, if anybody is, um, Lutheran or liturgical in any way, you probably have prayed that confession in church. Honestly, that's something that I love about church. Um, when you go and even in a public confession where you just outwardly say, please God, forgive me for my sins. And then there's usually a pause for silent reflection. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't really want to say what I did out loud, which you, you don't have to, but out loud in my head. I don't want to say it out loud to God. I'm going to have to, though. We're going to have to face all of our sins. But luckily, Jesus will be there to say, paid for that, paid the price. We're all good. She's good. Thanks. And I'll be like, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, so that'll be awesome. So confession, confess your sins. T is for Thanksgiving. Give thanks. There's going to be a whole nother topic of praying on Thanksgiving, but giving thanks. Um, and honestly, if you're struggling to give thanks for something, give thanks that you are able to pray. Give thanks that you are breathing. Um, and the last one is for supplication, otherwise known as stuff. This is where we ask God for stuff. And when I say stuff, I'm not saying like, oh God, help me win the lottery. You can ask, but just know that if you do, God's got some real big plans for you. I think he doesn't let me win the lottery, A, because I don't pray for it, and B, because he knows that I would just like legit put an elephant in my sister's yard. How funny would that be, right? Um, and what a waste of money when I could be like feeding the hungry or like revamping churches or starting new youth centers and blah, blah, blah. So I digress, but A-C-T-S-X, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. The next one, and these are in no particular order, but these are all ones that I've either done or that some of my favorite people have said that they do. And the next one is listening prayer. And I'm almost positive the speaker's name was Tiffany Thompson. She speaks for Life Fest in... Um, Oshkosh, and she has spoken for um, youth events that um, youth quake by youth encounter. And so um, just a delightful human. Anyways, I went to a workshop and I laugh because I went because in our youth group family, we always say family doesn't leave family behind. And actually, Peter Ide says that, but we learned it from these youth events. And so family doesn't leave family behind. And so nobody could go to one of the workshops by themselves. Somebody always had to go with them. So that then when you came back and shared about it, you know, there's more than one person who could share. And so there was an event where 
one of the um, kids wanted to go to the listening prayer and everybody else wanted to go to, I don't know, some sporty thing or some active thing. And I said, well, I will go with you. Oh my gosh. Like I completely forgot I was with kids and that I, it was as if this workshop was specifically for me. And I felt like it just revealed all kinds of stuff. And the idea is seriously, you don't pray, you listen. So you basically start off saying, God, I'm here to listen. And then you lay and be still. And when I say lay, I guess I have always done it in a situation where I was laying down. So in this workshop, everybody was spread out in the um, hotel ballroom where the conference was being held. And we all laid down, closed our eyes, and that's how we prayed. Then from that point, I when I decided to do it, I was it was always first thing in the morning. And I had a notebook there. And so I was laying in my bed. You don't have to lay down. So that, just disregard that whole, you're laying there. You know, if you're sitting there wherever you are, quiet, still. But the idea is you're being still. And you probably do close your eyes because if you don't, then you're like, oh, look, there's my COVID mask. And there, I should have turned that light off. And um, I should have put that sweater away. And all of a sudden, you know, I need toilet paper, that kind of stuff. And that's not what it's all about. Listening prayer, you really want to work hard on shutting everything off in your brain. Let me tell you that is hard. Oh my gosh. My brain goes a mile a minute and I bet you two seconds doesn't go by until I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm already distracted. So it really, really, really takes time. But the key is that every time God puts something on your mind, you write it down and you write it all down. So hilariously enough, even if it's a situation where you're like, oh, I really do need toilet paper. Like you write that down. Um, you just write everything down and, and all of a sudden it starts to become clear or not clear that God has put something on your heart. And I will tell you, for me, it almost got, I don't want to say scary, but uncomfortable because things were validated. So one time I was doing listening prayer and a youth grouper, Ashley, who at this point in time was past youth group age, but she was really on my heart and on my heart in a concerning way that then prompted me to pray for her. Like, I don't know what's going on with Ashley, but God, if she needs help, help her. And I'm not joking you. I went to church the following week and found out that she had um, an issue with her liver and we needed to pray for her. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so crazy. And here I'd been praying for her and everything turned out fine and it was good, but like, wow. So that's just one tiny little thing that happened when I was doing listening prayer. And I don't know why I stopped doing it. Maybe it felt like I couldn't handle it. 
I know. Isn't that weird? I'm like all like, hey, listen to me. I'm a hippie Christian, like peace, love and whatever. And then I say, stop praying that prayer. But it takes a lot of discipline and 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 maybe maybe right now God is even suggesting like, yeah, why did you stop? Sometimes I think I can't hear God and that makes me nervous too, because then I wonder, is that something that I'm not doing right? So that is listening prayer is just another option that you can do. So the next prayer is called the five finger prayer. And honestly, if you look this one up, each, um, each finger represents something that you're going to pray for. So it's just nice for you to even name what you want those fingers to stand for. But, um, one that I saw was your thumb is others. Um, the in index finger is um, like teachers. Your middle finger is leaders. Um, your ring finger, apparently that's like the weakest finger in on our hand. Um, and that one is for weaknesses um, or people who need help. And the little finger is self, meaning to always um, put others before yourself. So you, it's the little finger. I also um, have heard it that the thumb is family or people that are close to you. Um, pointer finger is anybody who points us in the right direction. Teachers and coaches and policemen and firefighters and um, nurses and you know, mentors, um, middle finger being the government. And I'm sorry that that just made me laugh in a time where politics have been particularly tumultuous. Um, the weak, the weak finger, the, um, ring finger, like I said, was for weakness is for people who are sick. And then the little finger also was ourselves. So again, lots of different ways you can name what you want to pray for on your finger. It's like tying, tying a string on your finger in the old days to try to help you remember something. It just gives you those things, those clues to talk about. Another one is gratitude prayer. If you don't even know what to pray for, just pray Thanksgiving. And there are a ton of verses in the Bible that talk about giving thanks and give thanks in all circumstances. Yeah, it's super easy to give thanks when somebody has survived COVID. Really hard to give thanks when somebody has died because of COVID. And so you know, there are those moments where how do I give thanks in circumstances of sickness and death and tragedy and depression and, you know, all kinds, all, all the bad stuff. But there is something to be said, looking for the things to be grateful for. And it, it sort of reminds me of Mr. Rogers when he said that anytime there was something that was tragic that was happening on TV or in the world, and his mom would say um, to look for the helpers. And so that's the same thing. It is looking for those things to be grateful for that, like I said, that we are breathing alone is something to be thankful for. And the fact that, you know, 
we're, we're able to pray. So gratitude um, really does change your attitude. And I know that just is so cliche, but it's absolutely true. The other one that I wrote down that I have done is I have often put together a playlist of actual songs. And no, they weren't all Christian songs, but they would remind me if I was on a walk or a run. In fact, I started this when I was trying to start to become a runner. I have never fully gotten there, but when I did do it for a little while and I need to get back at it, I have a real sore heel. I'm just saying. Anyways, um, and I'm old in a granny, but I digress. So when I first started to learn how to run, there was a part of me that thought, well, I don't want this to become my idol. And so I need to give God time as much as I give running time. So I thought, well, I'll pray while I run. And so I would create a playlist to remind me of things to pray for. And so um, I would pick out a song that would remind me of my husband and a song that would remind me of my daughter and my son and my grandchildren and um, my daughter-in-law and my son-in-law and um, which was always super fun because now when those songs play, my brain instantly goes to that family member. Um, I also would put together or create a song. I didn't create the song, but I'd create the playlist and one of the songs was help. And that would remind me to pray for anybody who asked me to pray for them. So you know how that is when somebody's like, oh my gosh, will you please pray for my mom? She's in the hospital. Or will you pr please pray about this job interview or whatever the case may be. And so then I would remember to pray for those people. So I wrote down musical prayers. And when I went back to the notes today, I'm like, musical prayers? I don't know any musical prayers. What did that mean? Yeah, then I remembered it's the playlist that I put together. It's kind of a fun thing to do. And just the, you know, all kinds of, all kinds of time to pray. And it certainly made the run a lot easier and a lot, I was going to say faster, but that's not true because I was super slow, but it made time go by. So, speaking of time, that's another way to pray. Set a time. I know that um, my good friend Amy, who works at our church, sets a time to pray every day for people who don't know Jesus. And the timer goes off. And even if it's just a super short prayer that she says, dear God, please let people come to know you. That's the prayer she prays. Um, and I'm knowing Amy, she probably puts a lot more thought into it than that. But the fact that she prays every day at a certain time, phenomenal. Also, a set amount of time. I think I told you in an earlier episode that I um, challenged a friend to, you know, just like set a timer and pray for two minutes. I then took the challenge myself and typically would pray on my way to work which ended up being like 25 minutes. And again, time went so fast and there, there's just so many things that you can pray for, you know, and it feels so good to pray and to release what's on your mind and what's on your heart. 
group prayer. That is actually praying with other people, and it is phenomenal. We clearly do this at church, and there is something to be said for saying the Lord's Prayer with a group of people. There is something to be said for just praying for the needs of the church and for the the church family and for the community and for the world at large. I think churches could do even a better job being specific about things that are happening in the world. Um, Praying praying with friends anytime is always a good idea. Praying with your family. So any setting where you pray with somebody else is a great way to pray. And then there is also intercessory prayer. And that is praying on someone's behalf. And oh my goodness, many years ago, um, a co-worker of mine who I love dearly um, worked at a different lo- worked in a different location than I did. And sadly, her sister had been killed in a car accident. And she called and said, "Will you pray for my family?" And absolutely. I will pray for somebody anytime, any day, good news, bad news, doesn't even matter that I love that. And honestly, for me, I feel like it's a blessing, a blessing that they asked me, a blessing to go to God, a blessing to be included in that personal moment. Um, So for me, I feel like it's not a burden in any way, but a giant blessing. And it's, it, it was important for me to tell her that my communication to God isn't any better than anybody's communication with God. Like, God is the God of all and is so in love with each and every single one of us that when you pray, it is like praying to your dad. And and I know not everybody's dad is great or anything like that, but the relationship that is meant to be between a father and a child, that's what it is. It is that very personal, the God of you, the God who created you, who meant for you to exist. And we get to go talk to him freely and like a friend, you know, comfortably and openly and honestly. And so my prayer doesn't go up any faster than anybody's, but on the, not but at all, sorry, because that negates it. My prayer doesn't go up any faster than anybody else's. However, I do want you to ask me to pray for you. Like that's like, I find that to be a blessing. And sometimes I share that I pray for somebody, even when they don't ask it, you know, um, certainly if there's a death, I want somebody to know that I am praying for peace for their heart because I know their heart hurts and I know that grief sucks so bad. And so I might share that I'm praying for peace for them. Or if, you know, social media, when somebody says that they're sick, you know, I might put the praying hands on there and I don't do it like, like, oh, like thoughts and prayers. I do it like I am legit praying that you get better because this is an opportunity for me to pray. 
Sometimes I don't because I don't want to make it look like, oh, look at me. I just pray for everybody in the whole world and I'm so great. I don't, I don't want the focus to ever be on me because it isn't what I do. It isn't even the fact that I pray for somebody. It's, I can't change the world in any way, shape, or form. It is God who does that. But he gives us the gift to be able to ask each other to pray. And so to have intercessory prayer is a beautiful thing. And and the, there's a little bit of that that happens in that um, listening prayer. Like I said, when somebody was put on your heart, you know that God is asking you to be the intercessor for that person. And it's not like God needs your help either, but somehow... Like I said, I become blessed and clearly the other person is blessed and it is a, a really, really great thing. The other one that I wanted to share and probably the last, well, that's probably not true, but we'll see. Um, one of probably the more important ones is prayer that actually comes from the Bible. And there are lots of people's prayer that are recorded in the Bible. So talking about who they are and where to find them, there's many. And, uh, you know, I don't want this to go on and on and on, but I do want to share one in particular because it's not necessarily a super well-known popular prayer. But real quick, before we talk about this prayer, here's a quick word from our sponsor. The prayer of Jonah. So you might be like, what? Yeah, Jonah. And you know the story, Jonah, who gets swallowed by a big fish. They say a lot of people call it a whale because whales are big fish, but apparently whales have little tiny throats, so they think that it's not physically possible for a human to be swallowed by a whale. And if you're my brother, John, don't even comment about you don't believe the story. Honestly, I am the kind of human that believes these stories existed and are true because God says that they are true. And even if it's a story that he wanted to share so that we would get the point, the point is still there. So, you know, there are some denominations that would absolutely be livid for you to say it's probably just a story as long as it doesn't take away from pointing to a risen Lord Jesus Christ, you know, I, I, I think we can debate lots of stuff in the Bible. When you start debating whether Jesus was born, died, and rose again, and ascended back into heaven and saved us from our sin, then, then that's probably not so good. It's we, we need to have Jesus. We need to have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in our lives. So that's my um, biggest takeaway every time I do 
any episode of my podcast is that I want people to know who Jesus is. The actual like Noah's Ark story and Jonah and the big fish and the three men in the fiery furnace, those are all amazing stories. And yeah, for me and my God, I like to think that those are real true things that happened. And how did they happen? I don't know. Those are going to be some real amazing conversations in heaven. Or maybe God's going to say, yeah, you guys are a little on the gullible side. Know that they were just stories, but you got the point and that's what counts. So that, you know, again, very Chrissy Bakke's perception and thought process. I just don't like to fight about things that don't matter because what matters is Jesus and knowing who Jesus is and investigating and learning and continuing to just have these crazy conversations and listening to weird podcasts like this one. So anyways, and it's kind of funny because it is kind of like the teacher where this little girl goes to school. And if I'm anything like my dad, I'm going to totally wreck this joke. I practiced it on my sister though, and she laughed her head off. Um, so the little girl goes to school and shares the story about Jonah and the whale. And the teacher said, well, it probably wasn't a whale because whales can't possibly swallow a human. And the little girl said, uh, well, I think it was. And when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask Jesus. And the teacher's like, uh, well, what if there's no heaven? And the little, the little girl goes, well, then you'll have to ask. <laughs> Get it? The teacher didn't go to heaven. Anywho, it's funny. So Jonah completely disobeys God, gets thrown off a boat into the sea because God causes this great big thunderstorm to happen. And everyone's like, hey, whose fault is this? And Jonah's like, it's probably my fault because I'm disobeying God throw me overboard. At this point, Jonah's, Jonah doesn't care. He's just mad and frustrated. And it's, we're all a lot like Jonah. And I've had some real Jonah moments in my life. But now God actually has this huge fish swallow Jonah. And now Jonah's thinking, yeah, I'm in trouble and I'm scared. And, the, and now what do I do? I am literally alive in a fish's belly. And that literally... I say literally, John, he's my brother. Sometimes we disagree, but I love him and he loves Jesus. So from inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God. He said, and honestly, think of yourself in a time of trouble or distress or concern or tragedy. In my distress, I called to the Lord and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep and into the very heart of the seas, and the current swirled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I've been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains, I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever, but you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God. 
When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayers rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. But I will sing, but I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will make good. Salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto the dry land. That part cracks me up. And when I used to do um, Sunday school and vacation Bible school, like I love to tell that part, like, and then the fish bleh, vomited Jonah up. Kids laugh their heads off. I do too, because I'm 12. But what a great, what a great prayer to be reminded of in those moments where you know that you need God. And did you notice that um, Jonah talked about Thanksgiving? I thought that was good. He clearly has a little confession in there. Um, he has adoration in there. And clearly he is also asking God for help. That's the stuff. And so really amazing to, when you're reading the Bible, to come across the prayers of David and the prayers of Hannah and the prayers of Jonah and um, many others in the Bible. And so think about how you can pray. And sometimes it is just plain and simply conversational. And that I also dig a lot. Water break. Anyways, uh, it, it reminded me of the conversational prayer reminds me of when I was praying for my friend who uh, was going through breast cancer treatments and chemo. And so every Tuesday morning, I would work, work really hard to remember to send a prayer before she was at chemo um, treatment just to pray. And I would be like, hey, God, today's the day. Please help it not to be a super hard day. Like the last treatment went pretty good. Can maybe this treatment go good too? Um, little side effects and, you know, it, and I would just type out or text out a prayer as if I was talking to a friend, a, a prayer that if I just said, oh my gosh, hey, I'm calling to let you know that, you know, our friend is having chemo and can you do this and don't forget to think about her and blah, blah, blah. And just literal conversational prayer. And I love that. And sometimes when I'm in my morning ritual prayer that clearly I am now realizing in this little series of prayer that I need to stop being so rigid. But sometimes when I find myself getting distracted, and that is clearly the devil trying to distract us because he doesn't like it when we talk to God, because then we're in relationship with God. And when we're in relationship with God, God forgives our sins and provides Jesus Christ for us. And then we are saved from the devil and evil. So I get distracted because that's the devil trying to distract me. And so I get laughing because I'll be 
in the middle of a prayer. And then all of a sudden I find myself like practicing a script for something I'm going to say for a webinar that I do for work. Or I start thinking about what am I going to do for the next webinar or how much I love serving art teachers for a living. And, or, oh my gosh, I think I should do a podcast. God, do you think I should do a podcast? And I'll be like, what topics would I do? And then I start actually pretending like I'm going to do a podcast. And then I'm like, oh yeah, actually, why am I practicing this? Because I should pray if I should do it or not. And so just really, sometimes I'm like, God, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time praying this morning when you are in this vehicle with me, when your presence is clear and you're with me and I should just talk to you. Or that moment when I get in my car and I want to make a phone call, especially now that I have a car that has like where it Bluetooths right into the radio. Love that. Like I can just conversate all the way home. But really, why do I call somebody when I could talk to God all the way home too? So that is not how you have to pray or all the ways to pray. There's so many out there. In fact, if you think of any others, um, I do have an email. It is hippie Christian. I think, oh, great. Now I forgot my email. How hilariously embarrassing is that? Hippie Christian who cares at gmail.com. Because you know what? Hippie Christian at gmail.com is actually somebody else's. So if you accidentally email them, just be like, hey, you should listen to the Hippie Christian Who Cares podcast. Like, clearly you have something in common. So hippie Christian who cares at gmail.com. I would love to hear what you think. I would love to hear if you need prayer. If you send something that says, please pray for me, please know I will read it and pray right at that moment. And um, I can't promise to answer all your emails because <laughs> I actually have a full-time job and I'm a little bit nervous. Um that I'll let somebody down, but I certainly will try. And I certainly will try hard to read them all, especially when I stop to record a podcast, I'll spend a little bit of time. So if you have some sort of immediate need, take it to somebody you can trust and that will take care of you right then and there. But otherwise, just shoot me a an idea or how you pray or anything. And I'm, you know, I'm always open to suggestions on what you want to hear in these podcasts. Somebody, somebody who is my sister, and I only have one said, you should do the next series on forgiveness. Ooh, I can't promise that. It's a great topic, but oh, there's a lot of hard stuff in that one. And so I'm not sure I'm ready for it. Are you? Let's just keep talking and I can't thank you enough. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to share this out with your friends if it helped you at all. And just know I'm the hippie Christian who cares. I care about you and anything I have to say, who cares, right? Make sure to come back next Wednesday for the final episode on this series of prayer. 
where I'm not going to talk so much about what I think about prayer. Let's talk about what God says about prayer. I'll do my best to share as many Bible verses and places you can go to see what exactly God says about prayer. Thanks so much for joining and keep remembering two rules, love God and love people.